American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Citizens of the Reject Nation, this may already be my favorite Koi's Comic Corner because this is the one where I get to say a sentence I never thought I'd say anywhere but my dreams. Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Not only are we getting another version, another moment, another experience of Wolverine. Not only are we finally getting Deadpool in the MCU, but we're getting those two beautiful babies together. We are going to make sweet, sweet Weapon X love with that logo. We're going to dive into all of that. We're going to talk about the possible plot. I got some ideas of what this might be. We're going to talk about what version of Wolverine I think this might be because I don't necessarily think it's one we've seen before. I'm going to talk about cameos we could expect if it is the plot that I think it is. We've got a lot of details, a lot of breadcrumbs, a lot of Easter eggs leading towards that journey. How that all ties into the greater MCU going forward because I do not think this September 24 release date is a coincidence. So please do leave a like on this video. Leaving a like helps me know you liked this. It's well named. It's right there. It's got a thumbs up, which makes me feel good about myself. Also, please do follow me on TikTok. I make a lot of videos over there. I've made four about this very subject, but I haven't revealed a lot of these thoughts yet because I wanted to, I wanted to bring it to you first. But I do a lot of talking over on the ticks and the talk. So please follow me on TikTok. Helps me know, and well, it helps the studios know. Basically, it's it's for the people. I want the people to know that you guys like following me. Let's dive into it. All right, so we're going to start off with just pure hype. If I don't get this out of the way now, we will we will have a hard time later on. Hugh Jackman being back as Wolverine is something I always wanted but didn't want. And I, I, I know that sounds strange. I wanted it, but I didn't in that Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Hugh Jackman, I think, are the three characters who are most embodied by their actors that also had the best complete arcs. I would change nothing about the journey we went on with Iron Man top to bottom. I would change nothing about how things landed with Chris Evans and his entire arc. Yes, I would change X-Men Origins Wolverine, but I would not change it at the cost of losing Logan. And I think that's how Hugh Jackman felt as well in that he didn't want to lose the integrity of how Logan ended with the perfect swan song for his perfect Wolverine. I think the beauty of everything is now we're living in a multiversal era. We can have our cake and eat it too in that we can have our Logan and our Wolverine as potentially separate entities. So this is the only way I have no single regrets about Hugh Jackman coming back. There is nothing holding me from being fully excited. You give me a buddy cop movie with a fish out of water Deadpool, a feral R-rated Wolverine. You bring Hugh Jackman back for one last ride. This is exactly, exactly what we've only dreamed of. And the multiverse brought us this as well as 
the timing of the Fox and Marvel merger. Now, this video is going to be in a slightly different order than the usual comic corner because much like Deadpool, it's confusing with continuity and it probably involves cable and therefore time travel. So, we are going to tease where I think they're going, then we'll get into the why and the details of how we got there. So, at the top, I'm going to let you know at the end, I've seen your comments. We will be giving comic recommendations. I could do an hour on just Deadpool comic recommendations, but Greg was like, if you give them 76 recommendations, they won't read them. And I did. I sent him 76 recommendations. He was like, Coy, you can do three. And I was like, maybe four. He's like, no, no, three. And he, he runs things. He's just going to edit it out. So you're getting some recs at the end. So with everything we know so far, I do think this is going to be pulling from the number one selling Deadpool comic of all time, which is Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. And I also think due to where Deadpool 2 left off with the Disney Fox merger, with the multiverse established and the saga this deep into the multiverse, with the release date being September, a mere three months from 2025, with the announcement of Wolverine, with what the filmmakers have said, with the change of the writers, with the R rating, with everything I think we've been told, this, my dear viewers, is going to be Deadpool Kills the Fox universe. Now, you've probably heard people theorize this before or something akin to this. A lot of people have theorized Deadpool kills the Marvel universe as something that was going to happen. If you wanna check some tapes, you might notice a certain person in a chimichanga shirt said it about five and a half years ago. He was the first one he really thought saying he had it with Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool. So he might've been one of the first to say it. There's no way of knowing a lot of people have the same great idea at the same time. But I do know I was one of the very first to suggest Deadpool killing the Fox universe because I did talk with Rob Liefeld about it very, very, very long time ago. And then again, we did talk about it in the lockdown. What's been interesting is I think this story has changed and developed over the course of time because of the way this merger has gone. I think the best thing to happen to Deadpool 1 was that Ryan Reynolds worked on it for 10 years. I think the best thing to happen to Deadpool 3 is the fact that we had a Fox Marvel merger happen in the middle of a multi-billion dollar franchise that is Deadpool. Only one character was getting carried over while Marvel was simultaneously setting up their multiverse saga and then the world stopped. I do think there might be a benefit to this weird two-year gap that coincides with a five-year blip that coincides with one of the biggest multimedia mergers of all time because I honestly think we wouldn't have been able to do Deadpool Kills the Fox Universe without the rights expiring in 2025. So what I think is going to be really interesting is this movie comes out in September of 2024. This follows the Thunderbolts. Deadpool being a Thunderbolt, I do think that is a perfect place for a post-credit scene. Perhaps the first official Deadpool appearance in the MCU being in a post-credit scene of Thunderbolts. And it's really interesting because this not only comes out after Thunderbolts, again, at that post-credit scene, but this, if you remember in that giant lineup for Phase 6, there were a lot of spaces. We saw Fantastic Four, which appeared to be the kickoff of Phase 6, but there was a fall 2024 slot this movie right here may be the first film, the beginning, the kickoff of Phase 6, which I do think is going to lead to a lot of mutantdom. And this is only three months, only one movie removed from them being able to cast mutants in the MCU. This is right there around the corner. What better way to kick off casting mutants in the MCU than cleaning your slate? And what better character to do that with than the one that represents Fox so cleanly? Who do you think when you think X-Men? I've said it before and I'll say it again. I really, really enjoy the X-Men movies, but they're Brian Singer mutant movies. We didn't really get a lot of X-Men movies. They also were Wolverine in the X-Men movies. All of that has been a point of 
contention for me because I love me some X-Men. As much as I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, again, I think he's one of the greatest casting choices of all time. I always wanted X-Men. I think they're going to learn that lesson and give us X-Men movies. But in the meantime, when I think Fox, when I think the X-Men, I think Hugh Jackman Wolverine. So you've got the perfect pinnacle representing all that is the Fox mutantum. You've also got a character that is a fourth wall breaking, self-aware, only character up until She-Hulk down the MCU. Character that's aware they're in a movie, aware they're in something based off a comic. The fourth wall breaking mixed with Hugh Jackman coming back, representing all of Fox, cleaning the slate for 2025, all of that timing lines up beautifully. And that is a huge reason I think they're gonna be doing this kills the Fox universe palette cleanser for all of us. And the addition of the writers changing and getting Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick back, I do think that might be them wanting to do this from the beginning and getting that back because of all these circumstances, but also the quotes about this being a fish out of water story and a bromance. Now, Sean Levy directed Real Steel, Ryan Reynolds, good friends with Hugh Jackman. I think the combination, once they brought on Sean Levy, a lot of us theorized that meant we could get Wolverine. Sean Levy said it as much. That's what he wanted, saying, quote, what we want to do is to fold it all in together and make a big fat bromance sandwich of a movie because the world wants the Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds movie. He said that months ago. I think it was the combination of Ryan pestering Hugh plus Sean Levy coming back to direct with their relationship with Real Steel. I think that was the thing that finally launched it in. And then the writers also said, quote, it's a marriage between Fox and Disney. It's two different universes and it's not easy, but it's also a wonderful challenge. And you know, high class problems to be able to merge those, those worlds. Also having said, it's quote, a wonderful opportunity for a fish out of water story. Deadpool is a lunatic at the center of a movie. To drop a lunatic into a very sane world, it's straight butter. It's gonna be really fun. Those are the quotes we had before the Hugh Jackman thing was launched, but locked in. Those are the quotes we knew about the flavor of this movie. The reason I think we're gonna get this combination of stories, not just because it's one of the best-selling comics of all time, not just because it's a palin cleanser and where it lines up in the schedule, but because I do think that gives you some closure to make Deadpool R-rated. So what I think this is gonna do is go back to Deadpool 2. It's gonna start with Deadpool in the Fox universe. He's gonna be living his day-to-day -day life. He might be doing some time-turner hijinks. I would love for this to kick off right where the post credit scene did. In that continuity in Deadpool 2, he's using the time-turner to clean up a lot of fun Ryan Reynolds-y things. He gets rid of Green Lantern, he gets rid of X-Men Origins Wolverine. He even fights a bygone Wolverine. That's why I think we're getting a different Wolverine than the one in Logan. In Logan, we've got a perfect bow of a story. In X2, we could go back and grab that guy and it'd be a displaced time Wolverine or we could get a completely different variant Wolverine. And I guarantee you within five minutes, Ryan Reynolds is gonna make him put on that yellow and brown suit. I guarantee you because of this movie, because of the dynamics, we're finally gonna get a comic accurate Hugh Jackman Wolverine. And I think that visual is going to very much illustrate this isn't Logan. This isn't the Wolverine we've known for all these movies. It is still Hugh Jackman acting his eyeballs out, being the perfect Wolverine we've always wanted, but it's gonna be very very clear it's not the Wolverine we've had and that's the beauty of this multiverse saga it's all the things we want but right over here without sacrificing the integrity of the performance and allowing an R-rated Wolverine if you think about it uh, as far back as X2 the Berserker Rage was still very PG-13 they had to cut around it we then got Logan we finally got the violence but now we get the perverse humor of Deadpool mixed with the violence of Logan all because we can make this a fresh take on Hugh Jackman's version of Wolverine I think that's what they're gonna do so I think we're gonna go back to Deadpool 
2. He's going to be using the time turner, going through things. Maybe they'll put that baby Hitler scene back in. And we're going to be seeing a lot of Fox cameos in the X-Men vein. I would love, personally, to see Anya Taylor-Joy get to play Magic one last time. I would love to see, you know, maybe two Colossuses. We have Cudmore as well as the guy who played him in Deadpool. I would love to see some of the cameos that we got, like we did in Deadpool 2, throughout the opening of this film. And people are going to go like, oh, right, Deadpool. The audience is going to think... This is Deadpool, so it ties into X-Men. We get that comfort. We, we feel nostalgic seeing, I doubt Jennifer Lawrence will come back, but maybe we get nostalgic seeing these characters pop back up in the realm we're used to. And that's the, you know, first 20 minutes. And then while traveling through time, I think that's when he meets a different Wolverine and maybe he doesn't recognize him. There's a lot of fun comic book storylines you could play with there. Maybe they go to Alpha Flight. Maybe we get some original Weapon X stuff. There's a lot to play with there. But then using those time travel hijinks and setting up this new Wolverine, it turns into a them fighting before they team up movie. That is every comic book. That is so many tropes. Your characters have to fight before they team up. That's how it goes. We've heard this is fish out of water. I think that's the third act in Marvel. We've heard this is team up buddy cop movie. That's where I think we get into the second act where now that they've fought in a brutal blood soaked R rated battle of healing and berserker rage, we then see them team up. And what I think happens is we then meet Chris Evans and Chris Evans comes up and you're waiting for either the shield, you're waiting for a moment of pure, you know, Captain America integrity, maybe a speech, maybe he calls him James Howlett and you're expecting like a World War II moment, a throwback to when they serve together and then he flames on and you realize that, oh right, we're in the Fox universe, this bait and switch with Chris Evans and then we have to take him out because we find out that an incursion event is coming, which has already been set up in multiple movies, especially most recently the Multiverse of Madness, where an incursion event occurs, you have to take out one of the planets to save the rest. In order to save a galaxy, they both die if they collide, but if you can take one out, you can save billions of lives. There's an entire storyline in the comic books called Secret Wars, where basically there's an incursion of it where these worlds are colliding, and there's this super group called the Illuminati, which we also have already met in the Multiverse of Madness. They were just set up in a different array. Basically has to make these really hard decisions. This is all a precedent. We've already met all this in the MCU. It would be very easy, especially after we meet Reed Richards to have this Illuminati have to decide they need someone to do the job no one else wants to do. Deadpool's a mercenary and Wolverine's the best he is at what he does. I think there will be an opportunity for them to save more lives, Logan getting to keep his integrity of, of having to kill for all the right, wrong reasons, and Deadpool enjoying being a mercenary. He's got a heart of gold, but he's definitely a killer. Taking out these characters, I think starting with Human Torch Chris Evans, and then maybe going right into Michael B. Jordan's Chris Evans. And then maybe we get Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider. Then maybe we get Idris Elba, and we think it's going to be Heimdall, but then someone remembers, oh right, Idris Elba was briefly in Ghost Rider too. There's a lot of really cool opportunity to play with expectations through the second act of this film going into the third act of this film and we see us finally eviscerate the fox universe through one of the most bloody experiences a buddy coptum we could hope for and then when deadpool lands in the mcu maybe either wolverine has to sacrifice himself maybe hugh jackman meets the new version maybe it's uh you know a daphne keen reference maybe we don't actually see wolverine because remember they can't cast him until 2025 we got three months to go maybe a post credit scene sets up the new wolverine but i do think there will be an ending that is the passing of the torch and i think there will be a very funny death of logan i i think at this time it'll end humorously i don't think they'll kill him sadly twice i think logan is the saddest we'll get so they won't try to compete with that i think there will be a humorous death of wolverine setting up passing the torch very officially to the new wolverine to come starting three months from then in 20 
2025. And I think that is going to be where we get into the fish out of water Deadpool scenario where he, because he knows he's from a, another universe, because he's been tasked from the MCU to take out the Fox universe, because he's been assigned aware there's multiple universes, that's how he can break the fourth wall in ours. That's how he can be the only R-rated character. That's how when you put Deadpool in the X-Men later or the Avengers later, or maybe even in the Thunderbolts, he swears it gets bleeped because he's someone from another universe. Our universe, the MCU, the 616, they sometimes call it. It's very messy with continuities. They call it a lot of different things. 199999 or 616. That universe can't handle an R-rated character like Deadpool, so that would bleep. But in his mind and in his movies, he could still be R-rated. So when you fold him in, put him in the MCU, have that fourth wall break, have the awareness of the other universes he just destroyed with Wolverine, have us finally get that team up we've always wanted, and have us clean up the continuity of all the messiness of Fox. Have that clean up Xavier being in Multiverse of Madness. Have that clean up Pietro. You know he's going to kill a character named Ralph Boner. You know he's going to do it. He's going to enjoy it. You know all of that can get cleaned up very beautifully and give us the mutant saga to come in 2025. This starts phase six. Have it end 22 years of Fox continuity in canon with the right characters to do it. Have Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine. Have Ryan Reynolds start his MCU tenure with Deadpool kills the Fox universe. That's what I'd do. It'd be awesome. Let me give you some comic recommendations. So I said I'd give you guys comic recommendations at the end. In addition to, of course, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. It's written by Cullen Bunn. It is one of the most successful. I think it is to date the most successful Deadpool comic of all time. Deadpool goes around and has to kill everyone in Marvel. It is a very bloody good time. I would also recommend in that same vein, after it did so well, they did a pseudo sequel called Deadpool Killustrated. It is basically Deadpool in every classic folktale killing everything so like he kills the whale in moby dick he kills jack of jack and the beanstalk and it's this really beautiful stunningly illustrated take of deadpool just mowing down all of your favorite fairy tales and i think that could be something they incorporate but it's also just a really good comic and then finally all of this was about Deadpool kills the Fox universe. If they don't do that story, I want them to do my favorite Deadpool arc of all time. I have two favorites. One of them is Spider-Man Deadpool team up. We'll talk about that in another video because that also might be coming. But my favorite of all time that's Deadpool centric without Spidey is the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that is a story in North Korea where Wolverine, Captain America, and Deadpool are doing a rescue mission at a concentration camp for these, these people that were, were kidnapped and, and put in this camp and basically force-fed Deadpool's DNA. And they're rotting and mutating and they're turning into different versions of the X-Men. And Wolverine and Cap go way back to World War II and then Deadpool is serious for once. There's moments of levity, but it's a really dark story that shows you the heart of Deadpool. The reason I like Deadpool 1 so much is you see that Deadpool's a character that wears a mask to hide his face to protect you from being grossed out, not his identity. And this comic does that. It shows you the heart and the soul of Deadpool. If they don't do Deadpool Kills the Fox Universe, I'd love to see something like that with Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, as well as Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, maybe even Captain America. Screw it. Bring back Chris Evans. This is the one way I want Chris Evans back. All right. I'd recommend The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Deadpool Kill Illustrated, and Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Enjoy those comics. Let me know what you thought of them. Let me know what you thought of this video. Let me know if there's anything in this plot you want me spelled out more. If you want me to talk about some Spider-Man Deadpool comics, just leave a comment below. Let me know what you thought of this idea, and uh, I'll see you next time. I can't believe this exists. Guys, 2024, I'm going to be insufferable. All nine months just talking about this. In fact, from now on, good luck, channel.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.